This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jason Lockup for guys. Carl Dukes, put him up. Our man Brian Baldinger will join us on Thursdays as we look ahead to Sunday's matchups. As we take a look back in this episode of what happened, before we get to I thought was the maybe the best game all year, Vikings-Bills. Woo! I got to ask you about what the hell happened to the Raiders. How does Jeff Saturday get off the couch with a bagel in his mouth Man. three days earlier and then goes on the road and beats Josh McDaniels and the Raiders? The Raiders are a complete blank show right now, guys. Yeah. And, and I'm watching this press conference after the game on Sunday. And, and and Derek Carr. Now, I'll tell you guys, I've known Derek Carr since he's about 10 years old. His brother David played for the Houston Texans. He used to come to practice all the time. Mm-hmm. He's a little chubby guy throwing the ball around. I never thought that David Carr or Derek Carr would turn into what he's turned into. An amazing story. Really good guy. But he's crying at the podium, yeah. Jason. And I'm saying, what the hell is going on inside this locker room? What is going on with Josh McDaniels? Yeah. Um, look, they're a really flawed football team. There's there's no two ways about it. Uh I, I'm not ready to crown anything about what the Colts did. I I I the owner the owner took control of his team and he flexed his muscles. He pulled a tank job, and I think over a large sample size, you're gonna see that pulling the guy off his couch with a bagel in his mouth isn't gonna work week in, week out. But from the Raiders' standpoint, the defense is is just is horrible, you know. And they every week they cut another former first round pick on that side of the ball to kind of send the message that this is what we, we inherited. Yeah, this we is, don't have anything. Hey, yeah, yeah. They thought this guy was the twenty fifth best player in the country. Our defense sucks, and he can't even be a backup on our bleepity bleep defense. They're so, saying they're saying Mike Mayock screwed this up. Oh, right? and yeah, and grew. Jonathan Taylor had been beaten, bruised. He'd spent more time getting his ankle wrapped this year than he had been celebrating touchdowns. And he goes for a buck fifty. I mean, he tears off a sixty-seven yard touchdown run. Like, uh, yeah, that wasn't happening in the first nine weeks. I mean, the game's on the line, and Matt Ryan scrambles for thirty-nine yards. Like, unreal, unreal. You know, like, how, what are we? What what's going on? Like. How was that? How does that happen? Um, and look, the way the game flow went, the defense couldn't get early stops. Now you can't hand it off to Jacobs, you know, 40 times, which was probably the game plan going in. Um, the offense has yet to put forth four quarters where it operated. There's been parts in all these games where the offense, you know, outside of maybe a game or two falls apart first long stretches of time and looks like it doesn't have an identity doesn't know where to put the ball 
Um, but that's a football game you got to find a way to win at home against a team that literally couldn't find anybody to call their plays and, you know, is doing a weird, you know, science experiment at the coaching spot. Um, going back to Matt Ryan, though, sort of covertly did give them a little bit of a shot in the arm. Not that he's a savior at this stage of his career or even a winning quarterback over a long span. But, I mean, the, the Ellinger thing was – was I mean, it was what it was. It was a tank job. Um, I mean, that kid had no – there was no no business running him out there when you've got two other quarterbacks on the roster who have won games in this league. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders, I, I don't know, man. Like, they're not close. Like, they're not close. Jason, let's and- – let, let Chandler Jones this. is a wash, right? They're stuck with him for another year with huge guaranteed yep. money. That's yep. that's that's a sunk cost. And they traded the two picks. And they hemorrhaged last year's draft for Devontae Adams because they that's thought right. they were close. And there's not a whole lot of tradable stuff. It's, it's not going to be easy for them to recoup those picks. And I really go back to where you started. They did an extension with Carr. It was a fake extension, though. They didn't really buy – they didn't – He's he's tied to them for four or five years. They're tied to him for this year. And then it's pay as you go. Right. So that's going to be like they put all these weapons around them, at least in their mind. Now, Waller's barely played. And Redfro, even when he played early in the year, didn't look right. And then they shut him down too. But how much longer are they going to go down that road if it really looks like a rebuild? Let me ask you this about Josh McDaniels. Maybe he's just a really good assistant coach. Maybe he's just a really good assistant coach under Bill Belichick. Maybe he's not a great freaking head coach. And we're seeing it again because this team he inherited was better than I thought the team he got in Denver. Uh And he should be further along with this team offensively. I'm watching them offensively. It's crap. I mean, let's not forget they didn't score one week. They didn't yeah. score a point a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, against the Saints, who <laughs> the defenses look pedestrian at best since then. I mean, the Steelers haven't run the ball all year, and Najee's five a carry against the Saints. I, I mean, I'm with you. The Saints play Baltimore, and Baltimore's got no wide receivers, and they don't have Mark Andrews, and they don't have any of their top running backs, and they gutted them. So – yeah, I, I think that probably says more about the Raiders than it says about New Orleans. Um, I don't know that Mark Davis is going to be willing to, after just going through the Gruden thing, and I don't know what that settlement's ultimately going to look like. And there's obviously litigation in court. And I, I don't think he's going to be willing to, eat, to admit defeat on this anytime soon or even after this year. But that also keeps bringing me back to the quarterback thing, though, because if he doesn't want to blow anybody out now, and he did give these guys long-term extensions, then it may be sort of that point in time where you're like, okay, we've got to find a new quarterback, and that's going to be our way out of here. And let's see what we can get for Carr, and let's see what we can get for a guy here and a guy there, and try to position ourselves to go and get a quarterback in the first round who we think is going to be our guy for the next 10 years. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
Jason Locke on four, Carl Dukes in the huddle. Subscribe, like us. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday as we talk about the NFL every week. We take you inside the stories and give you inside scoops, guys. All right, best game I've seen all year. Yeah. I don't know if we'll see another one like this. But Vikings-Bills, 33-30. I've never seen Jason, and I know we've both watched football and been around it all our lives. I've never seen, okay (laughs) – a team with the chance to take a take a knee at the goal line and win the game, and they botch it. Yeah, that's, that's a new horrible. one. I hadn't seen it. I mean, I'm watching the game, and I said, I literally, I screamed. I, I, I can't believe I just saw that. Yeah. And they recover. Obviously, the the, the uh, Vikings recover. They recover for a touchdown, and then it's a whole new ball game. All right, but let's talk about the elephant in the room. Josh Allen turnover mm-hmm. problem. Six interceptions, past three games. Yep. Six interceptions, past three games. Bills fans, we can talk about all this other stuff. Josh Allen right now is part of the issue, if not the issue. He's the issue. Because the game flow in all these games, like if he just keeps it simple, stupid himself, if he stays within himself, um, they're they're probably, you know, we'd be looking at them saying that's the team that's got the inside track for – the first seed in the AFC because they they do have that win at Arrowhead. It's not just six picks in the last three weeks, four in the red zone and one just outside of the red zone, and five in the second half in the second half or overtime. They haven't scored an offensive touchdown in the second half of a football game since like week six. Um, brutal, brutal. And 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 these are situations where, okay, if you want to. The, the fourth down one in this last one, if you want to say, hey, where they were in the game, you you, you you can maybe convince me that forcing something isn't the end of the world. But the almost all of them have taken points off the board. Like the, the not just the opportunity, but at least the three. It's taken at least the three or what the what the analytics would tell you is way more likely than not to be a field goal off the board in, in what have been, you know, close games. And it's between his ears. This is in his head. We've seen this from him in Wyoming. We saw a lot of this from him his first season in the NFL. We saw a lot of it through the first half of his second season in the NFL. And then it seemed like, you know, the, the message that the Bills kept giving him, which is sometimes less is more, started to, to get to him. and started to become his new ethos. But – is he going to be a double agent all season? I don't think so. No. But, like, I also don't think he just flips a switch and goes back to being MVP Josh Allen. Um, because he noticed it himself. Go back to the second half of the Green Bay game where, like, they still won convincingly. He came out of that game and, like, his body language and what he was saying was, I can't do that. That's not good enough. That can't be who we are. That ends tonight. And now here we are three weeks later. It's a great point. It, it is. Um, I gotta admit something. I maybe I might have been wrong about Kirk Cousins. This is hard for me to admit, Jason. I've not bought into Cousins. Not last year. Not the year before. Not three years ago. Yeah. Yes. And here he is, winning again because he's been here. He's won, right? And you can't debate that. He's compiled but a lot of numbers. He has, and and so I've been like, listen. Speaking of frauds, I just don't buy into it. You know, I see him on the plane last week with the gold chains on, you know, Purple Eight's doing his thing. Okay. He's playing really damn well right now. 
And he is not the reason why they're not winning. He's the reason why they are winning. And I got to give him credit. And I think people around the country have been hesitant like me to say, okay, Vikings, look at their record, but are they a real contender? Kevin O'Connell's doing a great job. We want to give everybody else credit around him. Oh, he's got Jefferson. Look at his defense. It's Kirk Cousins. Cousins, I got to give him credit, Jason. I got to I gotta show him some love. Look, he's played winning football. He hasn't been a double agent at critical junctures. And we can quibble. It's going to be the same thing with Tua because you got the Tyreek factor there. Like, Jefferson does things that most people on this planet can't do. Jefferson is so big in the biggest moments. Jefferson's one of those rare birds where everybody knows that's where cousin want, Cousins wants to put the ball, and it works anyway. And it works in ridiculous scenarios like fourth and 18 when no play should work, let alone him finding the main guy and him making a, a miraculous play to help you eventually win a game that, that a lot of people didn't think you were going to win. So – I mean, I don't know how to source, you know, suss out how much goes credit goes here and there and there and there. But the Vikings are a winning football operation. The Vikings go into games believing um, it's the polar opposite of what it was under Zimmer. Under Zimmer, it was pretty clear. They played a lot of back and forth tight games. Then in the fourth quarter, they found ways to lose. And this is the exact opposite. Is it sustainable? Is it going to work every week? Is it going to work in the playoffs three straight weeks against really good teams? I don't know. I don't know. Um, they have their issues, but so does everybody else. And there's a vibe there. There's a, a culture there. There's a belief there that makes a team dangerous. And that's a dangerous football team right now. I don't know any other way to say it. Like they don't think they have to fear anybody right now. And maybe they don't. They're only lost to the Eagles. Um, Listen, and everybody said this was going to be the test. They passed. I mean, it was close. They should have lost, okay? They should have lost. You you get the snap, you take a knee, they and, lose the game. And it's a dome team, right? It's a team, oh, well, they need the fast track. They need the perfect elements. They, they you know, they need to – they can't win on the road against a good team when it's cold and flurrying and all that. Yeah, I, I think it's a big feather in their cap. I do too. All right, guys, I want to bring up MVP just quickly. You brought up Tua before we wrap up. Um, the MVP race starting to kind of shape out a little bit, right? You got to admit Hurts is still in the mix, even though they lost yep. last night. I don't know if you want to talk about Cousins because, again, the record speaks for itself. But Tua Tonga Vailoa, yep. let's talk about how good he's been since, you know, this team is 7-1 in games he's played, Jason. He hasn't thrown a pick, guys, since September. Okay? it's We're about to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. Tua has been great. And I know the game that he didn't finish had to do with the concussion. So you don't really look at that game and say, well, they lost that game. He, he didn't finish the game. But the point is, Tua is deserving of being in the MVP conversation. And some people would think that's crazy. What do you think? No. You can't have the conversation without him. Look, when, when he started and finished the game, they haven't lost. That's a fact. Um, he's the number one passer in the NFL by passer rating. He's number one in yards per attempt. Um, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's, I, I mean, there's really not a metric that he, he you could evaluate quarterbacks in this league and not have Tua 
be a part of the elite equation. Um, it's the first time he's had coaching that's really leaned into him and people around him are really believe in him. And they obviously spent the offseason trying to put more weapons around him. And it's it's absolutely positively working. Um, look, I, for me, Patrick Mahomes is in his own tier now, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to end up. I agree. I think I, I've said coming into the year, uh, him throwing for 45 to 50 touchdowns would not surprise me at all. Um, they're going to win a lot of football games, and he's going to continue to play at a truly – Hall of Fame level, even without Tyreek Hill. And that's going to be the case. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know how you couldn't have Tua in that sort of headspace. And I'll be fascinated to see, like, does this have to just be a quarterback thing? Like, how much of it is Jefferson? How much of it is Tyreek Hill? Sure. You know, how, like – are some are some guys at other positions really, you know, given an opportunity to win this thing, or is it just the best quarterback on the planet in any given year? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's Mahomes, and then everybody else. To your point, so it'll be interesting to what? see how this how this shakes out. But we got you know seven more weeks, seven more yeah. weeks to kind of figure this out. Jason, great job as always, man. I love the fact that you are here. And we appreciate you guys checking us out in the huddle. Jason Lock on four, Carl Dukes, Brian Balding will be with us on Thursdays. We'll take a look ahead to what's going to happen coming up this weekend. And remember, subscribe, like us, tell your friends about us, guys. The podcast is doing so well. So I want to thank everybody for checking us out. And we'll continue to grow this thing. Jason, man, have a great week. You and too, uh, buddy. looking forward to some more great football. Everybody take care.